What's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new season. It's the Everything Mingo podcast, and welcome to my very first episode for the year 2021. And today, I've got some great people with me here today, across the globe, actually. I've got people from Ghana, I've got people from the UK, so yeah. It's going to be an interesting discussion today. So, guys, you can you can introduce yourself now. Okay, ladies, we are listening to you. Hi, I'm May, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Mirabel. Hi, everyone. I'm James. Last person, we are waiting for you, Patrick. Introduce yourself. All right. So my name is Patrick Kusiedua Monkwa. Yeah. And basically, that's all you need to know for now. All right. So how are you doing, guys? Oh, we're good. We're surviving. Yeah. Can't really complain anyway. We're all well. Thank God. That's nice. So today's topic, we are talking about... Or today's topic is about do African parents owe us an apology? Hmm. Very dicey topic. Let's go. So do you guys think African parents owe us an apology? Easily. Of course. They, they owe us more than an apology. They owe us so much. Us like, there's fund. so much they have to apologize for. <laughs> they owe us more than an apology, actually. They owe us a trust fund, too. Like, really so much. Wow, why do you say that? At first, they give birth to us when we were in Africa. One. Oh. And then two. Yeah, sometimes they just. There are so many things they could have done better. But they, even when they, they are actually wrong, didn't do it. So they will go, they'll just play the I give birth to you card. How does that even work in any sense? But then, they are parents, so we can't really complain much. Especially in this part of our world. Really can't yeah, yeah, Patrick, you can continue. So I was saying for two reasons. One, they owe us a trust fund. Like I was saying, like they owe us more than an apology. So what they owe us in addition is a trust fund because they gave birth to us in Africa. That's one. And two, wow. there were lots of things they did horribly that they masked with society and societal standards and toxic masculinity and all that. But yeah, like African men are mostly like the most like toxic in terms of masculinity out there and that's mm-hmm. like one of the main reasons people like african men but then you can be masculine and not be toxic at the same time so, mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot there's a, there's a lot of aggression in the upbringing and all that but it could be better or it could have been wow. done much better 
Okay, so let's move to the ladies. Maribel, what do you have to tell us? Oh, of course they do. Me, my parents, they have to apologize to me, first of all. They didn't ask me before giving that to me. <laughs> I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they should have asked first. And also, they should have asked if I wanted to be in Africa. Because what is this stress? <laughs> and you lied about so many things. Especially adulthood, or when you grow up, or oh, this thing, you'll be fine, you'll be fine when you grow up. I was so eager to grow up. Now look at you. Wait, Mirabel, have you seen Soul? My friend, my friend, please. If you've seen Soul, it's your fault for being born in Africa, not your parents. You jumped at the wrong time. Honestly, like, it's, I mean, I blame them for everything. I blame my parents for everything. Wow. May, let's hear you. Um, I think... Um, being part of the diaspora, um, I mm-hmm. think for parents who um, obviously have moved abroad, they think with the same, I guess, mentality, mentality and way of mm-hmm. raised with. But have to remember that, um, you know, when you're in a different society, it's good to bring what you already are used to and know, but you have to kind of adapt to what suits the society here. So, for example... Oh, we lost May. Yeah, she probably got a call. Probably yeah, got a call. Yeah, but we can continue. Yeah. We can continue. Does anybody else have anything to say to that? And if May comes, she go and continue. Hmm... In terms of what May said about diaspora, yeah, especially about the lion aspect of how adulthood would be, like they really didn't prepare us for this. So, like, excuse my language, but I think adulthood just came out for us like surprise, but for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't escape me. Like, there was nothing they could have said to us as kids that would have prepared us for adulthood. Yeah. Wow, Patrick, I don't agree with that, but then, okay. Why don't you agree with that? Because in our part of the world, right? Mm-hmm. The, o- the only thing they teach you or the only thing they want to tell you or they're in a hurry to say is Berman soon when you have a problem, especially as a guy. Mm-hmm. And if you have a girl, they have a certain level of tolerance that, like, you know, they can exercise for you. But with guys, like, I mean, we we have our own issues to look at and like, they basically treat us like we are not deserving of certain kinds of attention. And that, that like, that alone could solve a lot. Like, a basic level of communication with your parents that, you know, would, would give you, like, a good perspective or a good point of view of what to expect. Rather than yeah. literally, like, not telling you anything. Just know that you're yeah, in school to learn. Go to school and come back. I'll pick you up after school. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, so, mm-hmm. so the <clears throat> the whole idea of this topic was when I was. Let me make people know how I actually got like the inspiration behind this topic, or how I got this topic. The inspiration behind this topic was when I was talking to my cousin. Yeah, and I was talking about like how his he was talking about how his parents treated him and didn't like it and all that, and he, and he was like like African parents owe us an apology, and I actually agreed with him actually they do owe us an apology in so many ways like 
I'm sure it's not everybody who can relate to it in that particular aspect. I'm going to put it in, but the way African parents treat us sometimes, like they could do something, they don't apologize. They feel like they own you because they give it to you. They are paying your fees and all that. So, yeah, wait, Mingo, will like, your mom listen to this podcast? Yes, she will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So they feel like. Funny enough, I can't really hear what part. They f- they feel like. How how do I say? It? Like they own you, like a property. You 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 get me. So yeah, so that was actually from his side. Like African parents don't apologize when they wrong you. They know they've wronged you, but there's I don't know, but there's too much ego going on that they can't even you know Dennis admit their faults yes please so basically right mm-hmm. like I had so many stories of African parents who owe their kid like who who went like they wronged their children instead of you know like making amends by apologizing they'll tell you oh oh sound fire for you know like take <laughs> but then in that aspect that, that never happened in my house so i guess they owe me more meat too i guess like <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's not everybody can relate to that part you get me so yeah oh no me just the meat part i can't relate to <laughs> okay so may you were saying something before you left so could you continue please Uh-oh. Um, as a whole, I was just saying that being part of the diaspora and living abroad mm-hmm. in a way, um, I feel like a lot of African parents, if we're generalizing, um, carry what, how they were raised with them throughout their life and apply the same style of parenting, mm-hmm. even though they're based in America or the UK. And those kind of societies are very different and that style of parenting doesn't always fit or work. So, for example, maybe um, smacking, like in some countries abroad, that stuff isn't acceptable. And there are like social services and things put in place that if that is going on to children, you can kind of report it. So, yeah, but it's going to an extent where some parents will say stuff like okay call the social services on me then um get fostered somewhere else or i'll even call them for you da, da, da. so they don't take that seriously mm-hmm. well, May, i'm guessing you didn't yeah. get some of the meat either the what you think you didn't get some of the, the i'm sorry meat either no no <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like, uh, based on what May said, yeah, African parents living in the diaspora use that as a way to threaten the kids because the kids know if they are to report their parents and the police or social services come for them, like they will go to foster care and, you know, the parents will make it look like they'll be maltreated and everything. So in order mm-hmm. to not say a word or go to foster care and be maltreated. You just have to shut up. But then that that's not that's not really a lie because you can't guarantee you'll be treated right either. Exactly. But then, you know, it's, it's, I feel like it's some kind of fear they put into you. 
it's not fear. It's just common sense when you know that the the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. Well, you can you can say that. Mm. So, Mirabel. Yes. Is, like your your parents owe you an apology for. Yeah, in relation to adulthood, actually, do you all agree that African parents actually don't prepare their kids for adulthood? I agree. Pa- to some extent, I agree. Patrick? Mm. Not really. <laughs> I know you, 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 you better to differ, yeah? No, it's not that they don't prepare you. They don't prepare you well enough. They could do better, but then they do their best to prepare you. Because from the start, like, their harsh treatment alone is reminiscent of what life is going yeah, to be. Yeah, I was saying you. I agree earlier. Yeah, like, that treatment alone is, like, what life is going to bring you. Because once you get into this shit called life, the rest of the time, or 90% of the time, you're just going to be told shit happens when you start adulting. Mm-hmm. You realize that sometimes your parents are the shit that happens, so shit happens. <laughs> well, Mirabel, what do you have to say? See, and nobody told me anything. Nobody told me anything. The only thing they said was, Oh, Charlie. <laughs> Right now, hey, to be honest, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking, but I feel like they should have given me some lectures, but nobody gave me anything. Experience the world, so, so yeah, they could have done better, but they didn't do it. Oh wow! Don't cry, okay? <laughs> Ru, do you have anything to say in regards to that? Oh, we lost James. I'm sure he'll come back. So, May. Oh, yeah. um, wait, Hello. I'm going to hear this appearance again. I don't know why. Yeah, Patrick, that's from you. So, please, you know what to do. So, May, let's hear you. What, what, do, you, what do you have to say? Um, I was going to say that I feel they instill hard work ethic and discipline, mm-hmm. which are needed throughout your life. But apart from that, um, I feel that we could be prepared better as a whole, but I currently can't think of different things that maybe would qualify to say, yeah, this counts as preparing you for adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, May. Uh, James, well, what do you have to say? I would say in a way, okay, some ways they prepare you for adulthood. Like, mm-hmm. you, are, you are taught not to trust people so mm-hmm. they, they try their best to be very mm-hmm. their best to me i can say was not enough because mm-hmm. they just teach you and prepare you for one aspect not the full aspect mm-hmm. very like they teach you how to manage money to some extent not to trust yeah, people yeah to an extent so that kind of thing mm-hmm. but then they don't really teach you that life can hit you from so many angles and then it's okay to feel down sometimes and whatnot. They don't teach you that one, that not at all. Like you always, 
taught to try and be strong, not mm-hmm. try and like seek help from anyone when you need it the most. Uh-huh. Kind of well, so they, they be, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, actually. Yeah. So I want to um, comment on what James yeah. said. That they prepare you for some. They don't, me to be, let me test now here. They didn't tell me anything. They didn't tell me anything, like nothing. I was, the only thing I was supposed to do was to learn from them. Nobody come and sit you down and tell you that oh, you're doing it like this. They didn't, they didn't tell me anything. I just had to watch. Oh, true. They wouldn't sit you down like a lecture, but it's like visual learning, sort of like you learn from them and what they say, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think they were very open with me. They were showing me everything. They didn't hide it. I was just supposed to learn. Um, I can I can say um as a living my life based on experience because all the things I've seen happen when I was growing up. Because it's like I'm trying not to do the same thing that they did. Mm-hmm. It's not like nobody and it's not like nobody sat me down. Tell me, don't do this when you grow up. Don't do this job or do this this way. No, I'm just trying. Um, it's like I'm living a different life because I don't want to repeat um past mistakes of my family or my parents. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, you don't talk to me. Just have to you and I have to do it yourself. True. Well, that's true. But I feel like they should have actually sat us down to actually teach us some life lessons instead of them, like, wanting us to actually learn from what we see. I dare say they couldn't, like, they couldn't have done that course. They were also not sat down and lectured on how to like live their lives and to them they turned out fine so they feel like we should also do the same no but i feel i feel like since the world is actually evolving there are some things that have to change change that's true but then they wouldn't understand our part of the world like how it has evolved so much for instance let's talk about school if i tell my dad right now that school is stressing me out he would like why is it stressing me out because in this time it was this, this, and this. And even our time, we are lucky we have computers and whatnot to make it easier. But he doesn't understand that. Even having the computers doesn't make it easier. I know he makes it more difficult because it's now like you have a brand at other school to search for, let's say, research from. That's true. As compared to their time where they knew that, oh, not everyone can access the internet. Mm-hmm. So let's make them to the books they have available. But now it's like a wider scope. So it makes it even more stressful and more difficult. Mm. So they didn't evolve with us that much you get yeah because like they are still stuck in their time but then yeah they, that's why they couldn't have really prepared us that much even though they could have prepared us even better though they really didn't try their best to be honest. honestly yeah. i think if you say, well, if you say they didn't try their best i wouldn't agree with you on that that's required oh they try okay well for lack of a better word, let me say it that way. No, you you you, you could say they could have done better, it wasn't that, uh, but then you can't say yeah, they didn't they try their better. best. Yeah, for lack, excuse me, but for lack of better word at that point. I'm sure, I'm sure you probably used those words because you had an African parent. It's normal. 
<laughs> I wanted to ask something quickly. I don't know if yeah, it's related. Yeah, 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 yeah but, go ahead, um, me. Did any one of you have the talk about sex? Well, who talks about sex with their kids in this African society? Uh huh. Please, my parents. Like as I was saying, because they have that similar style of parenting and way of thinking, mm-hmm. it's not common even now. Yeah, so yeah, now, let's but now by the time you're eight, you know what sex is because you saw it on the TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think Very things like that should be like sex. discussed and like exactly. I feel I feel like to be honest, I really want to know why African parents don't talk about sex with their kids. Because they, they think when they talk to you about sex, it's so that... which is actually wrong. Exactly, because no. if you because I feel like it's actually out of curiosity that a lot of people have multiple sex partners. Because exactly, they are still curious and they want to know what actually they want to but, actually know their. Um, what, sorry, but then it, so in that terms is of not that, a... sorry. Like okay. Make, yeah, yeah, make, go ahead. Make, go ahead. Yeah, um, sorry. Um, I was just saying, like, so that it's not a case where you find out certain things about relationships and so on outside of the home and you do things that may not, um, how should I say, you either regret and so on, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they feel to talk to us about it. May. Hello. Yeah, Dennis is asking, is that why you think they fail to talk to us about it? What's the reason why they fail to talk? It cut out for a bit. No, because of what, like the reasons you gave, the last part. May, why? Okay, May, so basically Dennis is saying that the reasons you gave. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, do you think like that's like the main reason why Af- African parents fail to address that? I feel so, yeah. Okay, and then Dennis, I was just about to disagree with you on the idea that curiosity is like curiosity is going to lead us to have multiple sex partners. If I didn't say us, as I mean, I said some people. Some people, yeah, but like generally, right? Uh huh. Curiosity about your sexual preferences triggers anybody and everybody. So it's not just subject to the people that were told about sex early. And a mm-hmm. lot of the time, even the sex craze people are more of the time people that got into sex late. So that, that one, yeah, you can't really use that as a factor. Okay. Okay. Well, you've got a point. But, you know, okay, but, you know, there are some parents that also tell their kids about sex in very weird ways, and they tell them not to try it, because if they try it, they'll get pregnant. I feel like they don't tell, they don't tell, you, Bob, they don't tell us Bob. the truth. The Ghanaian culture is like, no, but they do tell you, no, they, they do tell you you get pregnant, so you are, you are trying to see if you get pregnant. <laughs> you go and get pregnant and come back. No, but Patrick, <laughs> they should be open. No, they but should, you know it's not. Yes, they can teach you to protect yourself. You can't just say that. So at, at which point do you pregnant. think it's okay well, to sit your child down and teach them about sex? Wait, wait. Before, Trust me, I would say from 16. Mirabel, 
Yes. Yes, you were you were taught about sex, yeah. So can you tell us at what age you were taught about these things? Okay, so it's like um I can't really remember the age but I was in like class two. I wouldn't say they taught class me two. It was their job. <laughs> wow. Yes, I'm sorry, it was their job. So they educate people on how to use contraceptives. My parents were social workers. So they educate people on how to use contraceptives, how to not get um, HIV, AIDS, all those things. So at a very young age, I knew how to put on a condom. And all that. Yeah. Wow. Because, like, In this Baby bad based <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave me. Leave, leave me. Leave me. So yeah, it was, I was very open to, the, to these kind of things, like quickly. But, but what they failed to tell me and I think other people was that it's not just pregnancy. There are a lot of infections out there. There are lots of diseases apart from um, HIV and AIDS. It's not just these two. There are actually like more serious ones. They didn't add that. But mm-hmm. They didn't add that. But I mean, I had an idea of what would happen if you, if I had unprotected sex. Wait, so, so class two, we are talking seven years old. That's very young. Yeah, Mira, but I think I think I think your case is unique and nobody will agree yeah. with you on that one. <laughs> Seven years old, yeah, why? Oh seriously, I'm being I'm No 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 I understand yeah, but I understand the would you agree that it made you less your circumstances are very unique. Very unique to be honest. Dennis, what's your question? My question. So as what I don't have a question. No, the the question on deck right now is at what age do, do you we think do you think right to sit our child down and have that discussion about sex? See, I don't think you should even choose an age. When you see your child playing with another gender, from that instance, start oh don't touch her like this or don't touch him like this. Start from there. Don't wait to a particular time to sit the child down. Well, I kind of I kind of agree with you though. Young age. They learn at a very that would be difficult age. for me. Ru, you said that would be difficult. No, I'm not saying start talking to Because like I'm like imagining my child like he's eight years and then I see him hugging a girl. So after that, ah, see, start no, alerting that you can't touch girls always. No, not not like that. Don't have the talk. I mean like little little things. Even those energy. Oh, this, ah, see, when I was in there, people used to, small, small boys, they used to raise their girls, they are scared to see what was under. <laughs> you can't do that. You tell your, you tell your child, oh no, don't do that. When you, when you are with, when you are with a girl, ask her first. It's, okay. that's like Mira, so, Mira, so you are talking about the little, little, like, little, little yeah. things that, those, those ones are normal. Those ones are normal. No, I know Everyone that. Everyone so, teach their child. But what I'm asking is, when do you sit your child down and so actually have the talk. talk about sex education? Okay, I can't give you I can't give you an age right now because right now children that are like ten are having sex. So you now nah, <laughs> look at your child seriously when you look at your child. Hey, I promise no, don't even to see somebody's story, please. No, I please, think... no, please. We would like to listen to the story. You can just hide your wow. names, but we want to listen to the story. Okay. No worries, you even know who it is, but I... I no, we want I, to hear the story. We want to hear the story, actually. So, 
um, I used to work with this um, NGO, and yes, the same thing my parents were doing. And we went to this village. Yeah. And like there was this young girl. And you see, I don't know how they look so they they are young, but they look old. I don't know how it happens for people. But this girl was ten. I I really wish I really wish I was lying. She was ten, and she she looked so old. I I hope she's lying honestly. So we we were talking to the adults, and then she was sitting somewhere watching us. So she came. She saw us like showing them how to put up condoms because these people in the village didn't even know condoms existed. Mm-hmm. So um she she saw us talking to them and then when we were done. She came to us, like, she separated us from the crowd. And then she's like, oh, she saw us teaching the adults how to use this thing. She didn't know it was even called this thing, but she wants to know because um, she has she has this boy that she has been sleeping with. And then right now she hasn't, she hasn't seen her period. And I was like, how, how old is she? She said 10. And I was like, 10? And you are expecting to see your period because... Me, I was thinking, period, you're supposed to get to, like, I don't know, 13 or something, or 12. I, I've, I've forgotten the age. And she's like, um, yes, she has not seen the blood and all that. And she's worried. She doesn't know what to do, and she can't tell anybody about it. So we asked her how long it has been. And she said, almost um, two months. And I said, ah, auntie, we're like, wait, are you trying to tell me? <laughs> are you trying to tell me that... Like this whole village, there's no like there's no pharmacy or something. She said no. I mean she was speaking it in their language. She said no, but she the only thing they know is you have sex and then when you are done you wait for your period to come. See, people really need their information. This girl I hope she was joking that she was ten, honestly. I really hope she was joking, but she she I if I'm guessing she should be like fifteen. If I'm Yeah, because a ten year old cannot like, conceive a child. Yeah, honestly, if I'm if I'm if I'm guessing, she should be like fifty. No, but, but no, said. but guys, I don't think it's fair to infer or assume at this point, rather than just well, use the, use the facts said. that we've been given. So okay, yeah, true. So yeah, like she at that age, she was pregnant. She didn't know anything, like nothing. That oh, and I, I wanted to ask if she and this guy had any like relationship, but I I felt like I was being too personal because. Looking at things, it could be just like any random guy come and tell you that I like you, I want to wife you, yeah. People in the room, they are really suffering and they need the information. Uh, Yeah, I feel feel like there needs to be a lot of sensitization. But I thought information will be (laughs) asked. It doesn't reach there. Information (laughs) will work out. Information is true. I feel, yeah, I feel like I feel like we can do something concerning that, yeah. Yeah. What if I want to? You don't want to. But you know the funny thing in those areas, if you try to talk to them about such things like sex and whatnot, they consider you like a collaborative. Exactly. She couldn't tell anybody. It'll be very hard to sensitize them on those kind of things. But I know some people also went to a rural area to try and teach them about family planning and whatnot. And the kids were sucked from going to wow. them because they felt like... Yeah. Just look at that. But the kids in the, in the rural areas are actually having sex more than their parents. Because one one guy 
I wouldn't be. Yeah, one guy is going to deceive the girl that I love you. I'm going to take care of you and all that, and she's going to fall for it, take her pants off, and you know what it's going to follow after. I, I, I saw I saw this story mm-hmm. right, and there is like marriage mm-hmm. is like so if you tell her that oh exactly it's like you, you're melting hearts in mind all they melt they evaporate so i saw this story a while back right yeah patrick there was this little girl on i, I think i saw it on twitter i don't know whether it was jeff's tweets or something there was this little girl who was i think 15 or 16 she had already given birth to um, to two kids wow and then they, they, they had a bet with her that if they came back and, and yeah, I remember that if they came back and she wasn't too. pregnant, they would give her 100 CDs or something. They'd give her like 100 CDs or something. When they came back, they said, guess who, guess who kept their 100 CDs? Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's, 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 it's a lovely conversation so far, but I feel... I, I believe we have to end this episode here and we'll continue for the next one. So, yeah. So, guys, your last words before we end the episode. Okay, starting from Patrick. Okay. I generally believe that African parents could do better, but then the problem is Should be the difference a lot of the time. I have myself Okay, I feel I think Patrick's network is getting the way, so may. Um, I feel that African parents could do better, but they do their best than what they feel is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James? Yeah, I also feel like African parents could do better, and they should try and understand that we've evolved from their time, so it's much other we react to some of the things they do, so she's just trying to understand a lot of where we are mm-hmm. single time. I know, right? Yeah, I gave it to you, Khan. It's quite irritating at times. No, they forced us I out. I chose myself to come to this. You guys chose to yeah, have So why don't I have it? Well, yeah, yeah. they forced us out. They really okay, forced Okay, let's hear you. What did, what did you ask? Sorry, my network. Your last words. Oh, we, are, we are ending the podcast how to communicate mm. because it really, really does something to their English. I don't want to say much but they just learn how to communicate it will help alright yeah, right. so thank you guys for joining me thank you for making a date with me today thank you guys for listening you're welcome, and we're just, I'm Thank sure you, going to have you for the next for the next episode. So yeah, thank you guys. Wait, did, wait, did you guys hear everything I said? No, we didn't hear everything. So your network got in the way. So you can actually say it again before I end. Okay, so I was saying that the problem didn't lie with our parents, but 
the problem was with what they knew to be good. And now with the changing times and, you know, better, like more, a more, like more, more information available to us, the onus lies on us to be better parents and not carry out the negative characteristics under the guise of tradition. So I beg a lot of our mates, our peers, the youth to be or to be analytical in terms of the, 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 the methods they want to use to raise their kids. And on top of that, I mean, do better, of course. Information will be asset. Information will be asset. Okay, guys, thank you once again for joining me. God bless you all. Yeah. Have a lovely too. evening. And see. <laughs> Rule. Please don't nash tomorrow. Let me, let me just put that out now. I'm going to nash tomorrow. Thank hey. you very much. <laughs> so you oh, can send me some momo to, <laughs> to make me happy. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> So have a lovely night, guys. (laughs) Bye. Tell me nah, 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 nah. I know say them go play on my downfall. I'm still a winner, 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 winner. Me never let them play on my banjo. Tell me nah, 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 oh nah, nah. Don't know what they pray on my downfall But when I then go play on my banjo Never I got a reason, I got so much to give Shower them blessings, now my cup's running over I know they give a man more than what he deserves Cause they see they buy the hand where they feed them My baby telling me to post for the media I rather believe I've been told my nature Melody sweet, but you know same man so G'd up, yeah That's why the girls then follow the leader Got so many blessings that they can't tonight Yes, stop and make a movie, no man take my shine I never tell you all the days I had to sacrifice So my whole life and I go do anything only for my family I got the thing to make your body do the no linger Make a girl come through, make him play tonight, tonight, tonight No